So we, we started exploring this series looking at the destructive envy of the brothers and the way that jealousy can colour our own lives and relationships. Um, Joseph then finds himself in jail in Egypt, caught up in the drama of the royal court. And we explored the challenge and importance of truth-telling. Uh, last week, I think you looked at the kind of profound ways that God spoke to Joseph and the way in which he continues to speak to us. And, and here we are today, looking at the painfully urgent journey of the brothers, Joseph's journey towards forgiveness, and the ongoing journey of God's faithfulness to, let's be honest, an incredibly dysfunctional family. Um, and what a journey this family has been on relational breakdown, deep betrayal, painful loss, and now they're facing a famine and Jacob is still grieving. The brothers have buried and carried a lie for the last 20 years and Joseph has found himself in a story that he could never have imagined would be his. And yet in all of it, in some mysterious way, God has been working using the twists and the turns of this family's journey to create a tapestry that I think points to his utter commitment to us all. Um, I think there are many themes in this story that we can all relate to. Uh, We're all human. We're all in relationship with others. And yet the need to make a journey out of desperation is not something that many of us have had to do. I've found myself reading in horror about the terrible journey experienced by the asylum seekers from Senegal to the Canary Islands, 38 survivors. I have no category for that kind of desperate risk-taking. That particular migration route is one of the dangerous ones, one of the most dangerous ones. There are just no safe pathways to people. They are deadly journeys. And the situation facing Jacob and Joseph's brothers and their families in Canaan, it was dire. And the brothers had no choice but to travel to Egypt in search of food. And God uses this journey as part of a much bigger plan to restore and redeem and to put this family back together again. And each person in this story is challenged and changed by it. And I I really think God does the same in our own lives, in the journey of our own lives. And the challenges we might face may not mean that we are forced to make life, uh, real life dangerous journeys. And our, our Western privilege and the comfort that brings just means that we can live in relative security and safety. And yet, in our personal experience of life, we sometimes find ourselves in a place of real need. Um, I work with young people who have pretty complex, difficult lives. I think if some of them heard the Joseph story, they'd be like, yeah, and... Um, I'm always profoundly humbled by the courage that they they show in taking the steps for help. Those young people have taught me more about what brave journeys look like than anyone else. I've got into the rather expensive habit of buying some of them at the end of our work together, the book, The The Boy, The Mole, The Fox and The Horse. I imagine some of you have got that book on your bookshelf. And there's two beautiful quotes in it that I use a lot with young people. Um, The first one is this. um, What's the bravest thing you've ever asked? Asked the boy. Help, said the horse. Asking for help isn't giving up, said the horse. It's refusing to give up. Sometimes we do have urgent journeys in time of need. Put your hand up if you've ever found yourself having the pleasure of making a brief, quick dip into the BRI emergency room. 
What a lovely place, lovely place. Uh, I remember being there with Eva once. Uh, she had a bead stuck in her ear. She just wanted to see if it would fit. It did fit. Amazing, it did fit. Um, I love the verse in Psalm 121, verse 1, and it says, I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. The promise is not that we will escape having to make difficult journeys. We find ourselves in need often. Um, the promise is that he will be with us when we're there. And sometimes help will come in the form of a doctor, a therapist, uh, a loving friend, a kind stranger, but always his presence. I, I wonder if you're facing a journey of need right now. How might you begin to make the courageous journey to ask for help? Um, the last person the brothers expected to see in Egypt in a position of power was Joseph. They didn't recognize him at all, and yet he recognized them straight away. And it says that he weeps when he hears them acknowledging their guilt for what they've done to him. And so begins this pretty remarkable journey of forgiveness. Forgiving people is really, really hard. Um, it's so much better when the other person acknowledges that they've done something wrong. I know I'm really slow to say sorry. Um, Dan Siegel is a very clever man who knows a lot about the brain and a lot about human relationships. And he talks a lot about something called rupture and repair um, in our relationships. And he recognizes that, of course, ruptures happen in relationships all the time. But the most important thing is that repair happens. Um, I remember asking somebody, I ask a lot of people this, what's the secret to a great marriage? And I think you've probably heard people say this loads of times, um, never go to bed angry. They always make an effort to say sorry, maybe if they don't even mean it before they go to sleep. Repair offers healing. Chris, notice that you smiled at Rosie. Uh, repair offers healing and reconnection. Joseph asks them loads of questions, doesn't he? He wants to know how Benjamin is, if his father's still alive. He wants to find out if his brothers are sorry for what they've done. Have they changed? And he's moved by them. And he, he creates this space for them to arrive at a place of deep remorse. And he is kind to them in the face of betrayal, even if it doesn't seem like he is. He, he gives them the grain, he returns the silver, and he wants to make sure that his family is okay. And it just reminds me of the way Jesus is so quick to be kind to us when we make mistakes. So kind. Kurt Thompson is a, a Christian psychiatrist, and he, he writes beautifully about relational repair in the light of the God story. And he says how desperately humans need each other and how difficult it is to maintain loving, vital, courageous intimacy he says it's not surprising that the story of the Bible is ultimately about one of Emmanuel, God with us. God is present. He's connected. And he goes on to say, God invites us into a deeper, more secure, more courageous relationship with him and one another. And I, I wonder what repair you might long for in a relationship in your life. And if you feel like taking up the offer of God to help you heal them. In the section of the story uh, that we've just heard, um, Jacob feels like 
everything is against him and that terrible trouble has been brought upon him. And to be fair to him, it's been pretty awful. And the brothers, in their panic, they ask, what is this that God has done to me? And I've certainly asked that question. We can all feel like that sometimes, can't we? Like the whole world is against us. Um, And it can really distort our idea of who God is and what his character is like. If we believe that he is the bringer of all our suffering, we're unlikely to want to get to know him, never mind get close to him. And I'm, I'm not about to delve into the problem of suffering or the sovereignty of God. We've got a football match to watch, but happy to talk about that whenever. Um, but the longer I walk with Jesus, the more cautious, the more careful I am about arriving at any conclusion about what God is doing. I found uh, Christian writer Kate Bowler's relentless honesty really helpful. And she says, I, I can't reconcile the way that the world is jolted by events that are wonderful and tragic, uh, gorgeous and terrible, except that I'm beginning to believe that these opposites don't cancel each other out. Life is so beautiful and life is so hard. Later on in the story, Jacob's heart relents to the truth about who God is. Um, And he describes God um, as the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day. God is with you on the journey. Um, He is with you when you are in great need. He is for the repair of your closest relationships. And he is just unswerving in his love for each of you. I wondered if we could just finish by reading this prayer together. I found it on Tyler Staten's website. Vickers have websites in America. Maybe it's something to think about. So um, if we just kind of quiet our hearts and just read this slowly together and just really invite you just to hold those three journeys in mind. Journey of need, journey towards forgiveness, journey towards God. Abba Father, You read with me. May I, as a child of yours, a uniquely created, completely known, and forever pursued daughter or son, discover the joy of being found by your love, the wonder of seeing the world through redeemed eyes, and the passion of living empowered by your spirit. Through the twists and turns that enliven and confront every individual journey, May I dance with you in the light and cling to you in the dark. Amen.